0: Snakes on this motherfucking
1: plane. Mommy's with the mangoes there.
0: You fucked up, bitch. A true classic never goes out of style.
1: Who gives a fuck about movies? hello and welcome back to the debate of the dead season four i'm really excited to talk about today's movie because it is one that came out this year 2023 and it was kind of an unexpected one it it, it's sort of just i feel like with this movie one day it got announced that uh brandon cronenberg's son was making a movie or david cronenberg's son was making a movie uh, and that Mia Goth was going to be in it, and it was kind of like a horror-ish movie. And then the movie was just out. I, I, It was very little in between in my head. Um, I am talking about this year's Infinity Pool by Brandon Cronenberg, son of David, of course. Here with me to talk about this uh, adventure of a film is friend of the pod, returning guest, the host of the We Creeps podcast, Evan Exhumed. Hi. Hello, hello, Evan. Hello, Evan. I will never get sick of that. I love that so much. <laughs> it's so good. Um, How are you today? It's been a while. I'm happy to have you back. You're kind of my go-to Mia Goth guy. Like, anytime Mia Goth's in a movie, like we did X, we're going to cover Pearl together, and now we're doing another Mia mm-hmm. Goth movie. So I just uh, love yeah, her so how much. She's great. <laughs> she really just... I, I know she's been around technically for a while, but her relevance in terms of, like, working, acting... In the in the horror genre is really popping off right now. So good, it's a good time. The world needed some some Mia.
0: Yeah, I think we're we're getting a, a nice you know surgence of scream scream queens. Absolutely. Um, I feel like Mia Goth. Um, what's her name? Uh, Scream Six. Um, Jenna uh, Ortega.
1: Yep, yep. We're getting you some, know we're getting a we, new we, round of baddies we, we need sure.
0: Definitely. So yeah, no, I'm really excited to talk about this one. I mean it. I went into it completely blind and uh, it's, I mean, every, I mean, everybody, everybody's performance is is phenomenal, including Alexander Skarsgård, one of like Agreed. 30 Skarsgårds. Oh my God.
1: There's so many. I, <laughs> and, I, I uh, literally, every time the name pops up in a movie, I go, oh, I know this guy. And then it's, I don't because it's another brother. <laughs> Peter, there's Alex, It's so true. There's um, which, whatever the Pennywise one is called, Bill, right? Bill. There's, Bill. there's so many of them. Just pick a name, pick a generic white guy name and then add Skarsgård. It <laughs> it's true. It's so true. But no, he he is really good in this movie, uh, for sure. Everybody, everybody is. I love I love the acting in this movie. I don't think anybody's particularly weak or anything. Yeah, no, everybody, everybody was really phenomenal. And I
0: mean, you just everybody plays the, you know, sort of melancholic rich person who is, you know, slowly diving into hedonism very well.
1: Yeah, yeah. um, Absolutely. So uh, right, right off the bat, my thing with this movie, and I think so not to sh- show my my hand too early, but it's going to become obvious because I really like this movie. This was mm-hmm. at the time it came out my number one movie of 2023. Uh, To be fair, it came out in like very early in 2023. So it didn't have much competition. But uh, to this to this day right now, uh, it's currently what May end of May uh as yes. of may 2023 this is still my number one favorite movie of the year it has not moved places and i've since rewatched it too to make sure it wasn't just like initial honeymoon mm. um and that's like a lot coming for me because scream six came out this year so. yeah i was just gonna and say I, I mean that's so like for me to rank the like Don't get me wrong. Love Scream 6. Love Scream. Obsessed. It's not like my love has dwindled in any way, shape, or form. But, like, objectively, I think this is a better crafted cinematic story than Scream 6. So that's, like, mostly why I rank it uh, higher. But, uh, yeah, no. So my point of me bringing my love and admiration up for this movie is I think a really large part of that is because this this is the first time I've seen a movie in a long time where after it was over, I had nothing to compare it to like the meaning that this idea is insanely original to me. I couldn't even be like, Oh, it's, it's the blank meets the blank. It's, it's, it's in this genre. So it's kind of like this and this, like this movie. I truly, if anything, I would compare this to like Bo is afraid, which would come out like five months after this movie. Just in terms of its like fever dream, roller coaster, anxiety inducing trip of a storyline, this was like, oh completely. This, I mean, this Bo is afraid makes this it just movie look you. like child's play. <laughs> <Not to> spoil, <laughs> not, not <laughs> true, spoil, true. Bo is true. Not going to spoil Bo is afraid, but like if you if you watched Infinity Pool and was like, damn, that was like a heavy, hardcore mind fuck movie, it's but it's going to make this look like Breakfast Club compared to Bo. Yeah, no, I
0: mean, Infinity Pool, just like I said, like if you can go into um, if you, you know, can go into this movie blind, it's it's just such a wild ride. And, you know, the only thing that I had seen was like a TikTok ad of me, a goth pointing a gun and just
1: screaming. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's all I need to know. And oh, boy, is that scene like one of my favorite scenes in the movie? Chilling, I think. I think before I saw this movie all I had saw was one promotional image that went with the like bloody disgusting article announcing the movie and it was Mia Goth in the like the mask that they wear in the car so like even that was oh, like yeah. I'm not like what am I looking at like I don't I don't know so I I also went in blind and I would highly 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 recommend it as I do basically every movie that exists because it's just it's just the superior way to watch a film. No, no hangups, no expectations. Just go right before we started recording. um, We were talking about how I wasn't as like enthused with evil dead rise as everybody else in the world is because I kind of like to, I'm simplifying here, but in my head, I sort of like maybe invented some hype that didn't need to be there. And it's because I saw the trailer, Mm -hmm. like every movie I'd seen prior in theaters and like all the promotional image and the fucking cheese grater that was all over the internet. So like, you know, going (laughs) into a movie with, with prior knowledge, expectations and all this stuff can really lead to some disappointment because it's not what you built up in your head. Whereas if you go in blind, not knowing a damn thing, you you have you have nothing. So it's so much easier to process information in the moment because you're not constantly like, oh, well, this is in the trailer or like, I know this movie is about this. So how is it going to get to that point? Because we haven't gotten there yet. You're just you're simply just watching and absorbing. Totally. I, one of my favorite things on, too, about going into a movie. one of uh,
0: my favorite things about going into a movie like this and completely blind is that your brain does still try to kind of fill in the blanks like Mm -hmm. when i went into it i thought this movie was going to be like a heist movie about like mia goth adopting like you know a um intellectually disabled disfigured man and they go like you know on a strange car robbery spree and of course, it's it's nothing like that. But the masks that I saw, like in the small little shorts I saw, I was like, oh, maybe that's like a disfigured man. So it, it's kind of fun. Right. Like, Even yeah, I, just, you can't really you know, tell
1: imagining what the movie's going to be and then being completely blindsided by it. 100 percent, 100 percent. And I, I think I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on the podcast before, but I'm such a like movies bitch in terms of like when I'm watching a movie, <laughs> I, I don't turn my brain off, but I'm not constantly trying to overanalyze. So I'm usually yeah. pretty susceptible to on the first watch to a movie's twists and gimmicks and reveals or whatever because I'm just I'm trying to just enjoy it in the moment and let it come naturally. Totally. And I mean that's I feel like for me
0: personally that's that's the way to go about it cuz if you're trying to solve everything and look for a hidden twist and stuff I feel like it kind of I don't know, it takes you out of the film a little bit. Like you're you're meant to go on a ride
1: basically. Absolutely. And this and this movie is a ride. I mean, these, it, in reality, the structure of it is pretty straightforward. I mean, I don't know if mm-hmm. it's the it's the simple like three act structure that we're used to. You could probably go in there and, you know, create some arbitrary like, OK, this is probably the end of act one, act two. But for the most part, like it's a straightforward linear storyline. It's just a little hefty and hectic because there's so much in there, if that makes sense. hmm. Mhm.
0: I mean yeah, it does really I I mean I feel like at every part of the movie, you know, you you feel like it's going to go one way and then it just completely changes how yeah, it's going to go, you know. It's it's from, you know, them getting there on vacation and then, you know, to the big reveal and then seeing where that reveal goes and it, it's it's I mean, you're just kind of like where is this going? Like I don't really care at this point, but like I'm 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 ready to get to that destination because it's such a wild journey.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and even like to this point, my uh, friend and guest who's been on the podcast multiple times at this point, Matthew, is uh like super, super good at figuring out the movie's plot twist or gimmick, mm-hmm. like in the first few minutes it's like nuts it blows my mind every time we'll be watching a movie and he'll be like he'll just say the twist that and it's so funny because in my head i have this whole speech about how like oh no one at the time saw this coming and he figures out in the first like three seconds i'm like (laughs) what how did you even i I don't understand the mental gymnastics you just figured out to get there uh but with this particular movie i was even asking him i'm like "Can, can you predict where this one's going and he's like no like he just he could not have, he even said like, i could not have predicted this one and i'm like so this one this one really does throw you for some curveballs and it helps if you don't read the synopsis beforehand or uh because i mean even the trailer doesn't really make it super clear it paints a clearer mm-hmm. picture but it's not like cut and dry this is what this movie's about which i appreciate
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but yeah so let's let's go ahead and dive on in since we're kind of skirting around it all so we might as well get into the the nitty gritty of it all oh yeah uh, so yeah uh the movie begins with some really you know this modern stylistic shot that i feel like we see a lot in movies where the camera is sort of rotating into an upside down uh moment and uh i, I we see it a lot In scenes where people are like driving in the beginning of a movie toward to into the danger or whatever it kind of, you know, it's mentally signals the audience like the world is being flipped upside down. It's also just kind of stylistic to see the camera rotating in such a weird way. Um. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it so it just kind it kind of sets the tone because it kind of goes on for some time. I noticed it this I've seen this movie twice now, once in theaters, once at home on the uh, Blu-ray, which is really fun because it took forever for that damn Blu-ray to come. Since I ordered, I guess I ordered like an international version because I wanted oh, wow. I, I wanted to make sure I specifically had the di- the director's cut because I knew there was like a teeny bit more in it, and I wanted to see uh, a, a lot of people when this uh, premiered at. Sundance or South by Southwest. I think it was Sundance uh, when this premiered Mm -hmm. at whatever film festival. People were like, uh, and then it went on theatrical. Theatrically, people were like, "No, it's there." Like the theatrical cut still shows all the all the cut stuff. And then people who saw it at Sundance were like, "No, we promise you. Even though it's <laughs> still graphic in the theatrical cut, I promise it was more graphic in the in the director's cut or uh, extent unrated, whatever you want to call it. So i I wanted to make sure I specifically had that version. And I guess the only whatever version I ordered was some like international version. It's it's in English and region locked uh, region unlocked so I can watch it on any Blu-ray player. But it's definitely a German copy or something. With uh, And it doesn't have any special features. It just has the director's cut. So I, I don't know what I ordered. And it took like a month to come. So that's why it took me forever to rewatch it. But worth it. Oh, wow. That's crazy. I I, I think I've
0: seen this movie now. Five or six times i Hell yes. i did one episode also for my podcast and i streamed it in uh the horror server that we're both nice in. um yeah yeah but yeah it, it's just there's so much to this movie that's there really is can be really impact
1: and but i need to see the director's cut i have not seen that yet um i would to be fair it only has i think like 90 seconds more footage which i thought oh, yeah. uh, for some reason i thought it was way more than that i thought it was like five minutes worth but Mm-hmm. And it's nothing crazy. It's for the most. It's it's really just more X rated imagery. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that's really all it is. Um, but there is a uh, uh, with how much I remembered about this movie because usually a mm-hmm. lot of the little details slip my mind, especially if I've only seen a movie once. But when I was watching it, uh, like a few days ago on the Blu-ray, I was like, "Damn, I am surprised how much I like vividly remembered about the movie." Um, so, yeah, I mean, that just speaks to the impact and, and how much I enjoyed the story and everything that like, cause it wasn't just like, oh yeah, I remember this. It was like, I remember what they were wearing. I remember what the set looked like. I remember how it was lit and like the, like mm. I, I, it was so like the image was burned into my mind as opposed to like some movies I watched. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about this scene or like, I totally don't remember that line of dialogue. Like I just, I really did remember like a lot about the movie. Yeah.
0: The visuals are insane. And I mean, it's just brandon put a lot
1: of work into this which definitely and for my stoner ass remembering anything is a blessing so the fact that i remember like, this <laughs> entire movie whew, back to the beginning we're we're doing the whole upside down stylistic shot moment and then it pan it, it kind of dead there's a couple moments in this movie where it's sort of just like jump cuts to something and it's not necessarily meant to be comedy but it is because it just like (laughs) the juxtaposition of the scene we just saw versus the hard cut to something completely different and this is one of Mm -hmm. them right at the bat where you know we're doing this stylistic uh upside down swooping shots of the of this resort it's this beautiful you know there's there's an actual infinity pool at the beginning here uh there's palm trees and really nice weather you see some light like you can tell it's definitely not america um right off the bat you can tell this is definitely somewhere foreign uh which we later find out is a fictional country called the uh, l- latoka i think latoka yeah i think is what they call it uh pretty cool i l- love a good fictional narrative you know that's cute
0: i i think the first thing we actually see uh because it, it, i think it, it does start like in their bedroom or in the dark or something the first thing we see like when the light is revealed is cleopatra coleman's butt just like in yep. <laughs> just like her, her skivvies and I, I just thought that was a really good, like, I don't know. It almost set the tone. It's like this movie's yeah. gonna be this movie's gonna and, be a little horny,
1: and that's what I mean. Like these jump cuts that are just like so, like, boop, like no transition or anything, because because right bef- before that even happens, and we're still seeing the 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 resort, uh, or or maybe it's right after. Oh yeah, I think it's I think it's right after. Um, it, it jump cuts to this little performance that's going on at the resort, and it, it's one of those masks we were talking about earlier and it's got... Mm-hmm. If you have... Uh, I think it's called tryptophobia, the one where you're afraid of, like, holes. If you've got that, mm-hmm. rest in peace, you, because this mask is full <laughs> of it. It's giving, like, HS cult vibes, but, like, ramped up times 10. And, like, you were saying, it's a little disfigured. Like, the features are off, the mouth's caved in, and that's mm-hmm. what this whole series of masks look like, just really uh, messed up faces. Uh, but, yeah, we quickly... And, and I like that this movie kind of sets the premise really fast. Like, the exposition of it all, it's very... It's vi- it's rather show don't tell for the most part. The emotional part of it is like mm-hmm. the plot is is spoken into existence, but the the emotional weight behind it is what makes that exposition work. So what I mean is like we find out that we're following our characters. Uh, I think you might remember the characters' names better. So we've got Alex Al- the Guard who plays uh, yeah James 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 of course, and then his wife Cleopatra is is playing um, is it Ellie or M L? M. M M that's right. So M and James are a married couple that uh, – th- James is a writer, uh, struggling, might add, and they're at this resort because they're hoping it'll kind of help give inspiration and lift the writer's block a little bit, give him something to write about. And uh, it's not too long into the beginning here that Mia Goth's character uh, – what is her name in this movie? Gabby. Gabby, that's right. Uh, Gabby and her husband Mike. No,
0: I yeah. I feel like I his name always one I forget.
1: It's a uh, Alvin. Alvin, that's right. I can hear her saying no Al-, Al Al Albon
0: like A-L-B-A-N.
1: Al- oh, I thought she was saying Alvin the entire time. Albon Al. No, no, okay. okay got I it. mean, she does.
0: Her voice is like a little funny
1: in this it one. It is. Like, I I, actually I don't really think it's like her like natural accent. Used. I think it is no i think that is her day. is it and, and, yes and that's that's what i was gonna say i'm happy that they let her speak normally uh because that, that that's that's how she talks like if you watch interviews with her i mean she's a she's a british gal if you if you watch interviews with her that is exactly how she talks um i know i know a lot that's of people so funny. find her voice annoying <laughs> and my whole life has always been like this like anytime people are like oh her voice is annoying it's too high or too squeaky or whatever i can't understand it. i'm like I don't know what y'all are talking about i i could this bitch could whis, whisper in my ear to sleep lullabies and i would be like yes um yeah I, she, I like her voice
0: listening. it's just so funny because like her her most famous stuff she speaks like you know some sort of southern drawl or you know yeah very like uh, you know kind of i would say like uh what's the word uh not middle eastern um uh midwestern like yeah or something yeah.
1: you know and it, um, it's and that's it shows that she goes she can do vocal fries and stuff really well and and after like becoming more familiar with her as a person watching x uh and pearl it is kind of funny because there are a few like moments where you can kind of hear her her like native like she, that the fact that she's yeah brings a native accent um and it and i i think it's funny and charming and it it is responsible for some of the like more funnier lines like i always think about uh in in x when she uh i think it's when pearl is like rubbing her finger on her and she kind of backs up and just goes what like i can't i can't even re-imitate <laughs> it because it's like yeah. it, it's it's yeah, clearly yeah, yeah. like it's it's said in a southern accent but it's also like covering up a native british accent yeah you can hear it's it trying to, trying it's to get really out. really high in coarse like this
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, now. Now. I'm but, remembering.
1: Yeah. But no. I do. I do really like that they let her just kind of speak. Uh. And I always like when they let actors use their native accents. Um. So. Uh. But anyway. Yeah. So she, her, Gabby and Albin come into the picture shortly, and then it's through their conversation and dialogue that we find out. Uh. That, in in a reverse of what is would most likely be expected, the wife here M is actually the wealthy one, and he's. Struggling, mm-hmm. broken. he's he hasn't worked in I think he says six years, uh, and hasn't yes. needed to because he's living off of his wife's funding while he tries to make another book.
0: Yeah, and I think um, M's father uh, was the like CEO or something of a publisher. Yep. So that that definitely comes into play, and I think we can kind of see that James feels a little emasculated by this. I mean, he's not like a very macho seeming character. Mm -hmm. But you can still kind of feel that, you know, he has some insecurity about the fact that he hasn't written a book in six years and his wife makes it very clear that she is supporting them.
1: Yes. And, and like, you can hear the, I mean, this is why I say the emotional part of this little exposition scene at the beginning works so well, because you can also, Mm -hmm. their performances help put the emotional weight behind it. She doesn't outright like you can sense the strain on their marriage and that like mm-hmm. it, it, this doesn't give me like a completely loveless marriage like it seems like they they mm-hmm. they have a thing for each other and still are, have a connection but at the same time are both frustrated as hell for different reasons that are relate to each other
0: yeah and i think Especially... one thing that um
1: go ahead no no, no go, go ahead i was uh go ahead
0: i was gonna say um to your point in terms of of the you know, the things that are sort of uh, in, in between the lines um, They're the micro expressions that these actors are are giving, you know, during these yes. conversations are like masterful. I mean, it, it you know, Absolutely. they're not saying this upsets me. They're not saying I'm, you know, insecure about my wife. You can just see like in the way that like the jaw clenching, the eyebrows, the, the, the way that the eyes move when certain things are said are done so well that it's just like, their faces are just telling a whole story, even when nothing's being said.
1: Absolutely. And even even just how much pause is taken in between responses to questions and stuff is, like, so telling, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I like this beginning part really, really works for me. But uh, so that's, that's the basic premise and who our protagonists slash protagonists are. And it's uh, so... We get a little bit more – after we learn a little bit more about James and his his writing issues and who M is as well, we get a little bit more background on the area in which they're at. So they're – like we mentioned, they're at this resort in this fictional country of the Latoka, and it is – um, we, we find out that the resort is very beautiful, luscious, expensive uh colorful like everything you could dream of island vacation for the win but the actual country itself is uh struggling and rather poor and, and uh which will of course come into play and uh we see a scene here in the beginning where a native is driving his uh four-wheeler around in circles in 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 the resort premises as some as is like a protest you know a way to mm-hmm. a, a semi harmless way to kind of Make a spectacle and also kind of make a little statement, like, "Hey, this shit is, this is bullshit. Like, this is not. It's not. This is not an accurate representation of who we are, this country, mm-hmm. the token people. Uh, and and it, and I think it's also made pretty clear that the residents of the hotel are not allowed to like leave the gated premises of the hotel. Or if they are, it has mm-hmm. to be like supervised or monitored or something. I forget I forget if they straight up can't because later the characters do get off premises and I forget if that is because they snuck off or they got authorized.
0: Uh, they sneak off. Yeah, they that's why during a few points they they make it clear that you know, guests aren't allowed outside of the um, resort as well as the bus that takes them to and from the airport. Right. So right. I mean, and and you know, the gates are, you know, I would say relatively large and you know, there's like guards with weapons so you know they it, it makes it pretty clear shit. that this yeah like and you know we we also get an idea of like Mia goth's character's feelings on the whole situation you know I think she sort of mocks the protester when she first meets uh James mm-hmm. and so I, I it kind of even though she's very friendly and you know very kind of flirtatious with James in the beginning um we can kind of tell where her priorities are when she's witnessing the protest
1: definitely definitely and uh that's how you know her character and her husband come into the pictures because while James is watching this protest Mia uh Gabby is also there and kind of starts talking to him about it like you said and then she's like oh wait I recognize you you're you're um James, whatever the fuck, you wrote this book. I loved it. And so, of course, James's ego is like, Yes, baby, stroke it. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. He's like, Oh wow, what a quinky dink. Right? He's like, Oh my god, a fan. And so he's (laughs) loving. He's loving it. And I mean, you know, rightfully so. He's an author that's been struggling for six years. And here's this random person in a foreign country, no less, who's like, I know you. I read your book. Work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he definitely like, again, he's not jumping for joy or anything or being like, Whoa, that's so cool. Thanks. He, you know, you can, but you can just see the little smirk on his face when he's talking about it. And, and when he finally finds that person who, you know, supposedly fully appreciates his work and, you know, it definitely validates him in a way that gets him to to sort of immediately open up to uh, Gabby and, and Albin.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um Yeah it's, it's conveyed really well through all, all of our actors here. Um, main cast and like side cast is what I would call the friends of the group that comes yeah. in slowly, uh, as the movie kind of shifts here. But the, so, you know, James is all flattered. He's all, he's all, aw, he's all blushing. And he, the Gabby kind of works her way in and they're like, Oh, come to dinner with me. And they, they do like a little dinner date. And, um, they go to this Chinese restaurant that is off the premises or in the, pre- or something. It's on, it's, it's on, I think it's on, I think it's, on. I was going to say, I think it is actually on the premises. Um, but they go to this little Chinese restaurant and it's, it's the reason that's important is because earlier M had asked James like, Oh, I thought we could go out and try this new Chinese restaurant tonight. that'd be a fun little date night thing. And he wasn't really that excited about it. He's like, well, we're in a foreign country. If I went to Chinese, I would like, we could get that back home. Let's mm, like get some. I missed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it's at the very very beginning. Uh they're talk when they're talking at the at the little buffet table. The and little Emma breakfast. Is like, yeah. Emma's like, I thought we could go out and try this new Chinese place. And James is like, eh, I'm not really feeling Chinese. Like Maybe we could have something else, but then here's Gabby like come to this new Chinese of restaurant, he, and he goes back and tells Em, "Oh, I met this this woman and her husband, and they liked my book. Uh, they want to take us out to dinner at the Chinese restaurant. You want to go?" And she's like, "Oh, now you want to go to the Chinese restaurant? Okay, whatever." Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't know if she vocally expresses frustration, but facially and through size and whatnot, she does. She does. Yeah, yeah, you can tell. She's so like, "Okay." <laughs> it's just one of those little details where you're like, "Uh oh, huh, okay." Um, so and and it, you know, kind of it, it's one of the first instances of James's downward, downward spiral. Mm-hmm. he's the the feet are getting moist to fall down the slippery slope, basically, <laughs> down the infinity pool, down the infinity pool. Uh, but so yeah, they they work that out. They go out to eat and they talk, and it's at the Chinese restaurant that we learn that. It's 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 a little bit more revealed that James is a struggling author because when when he's first introduced as an author who had a book, you're kind of like, oh, maybe this guy's like putting out New York Times bestsellers and they're at this fancy vacation resort. So you never know, like maybe he's making bank and then it's slowly revealed. No, he's the struggling one. And his mm-hmm. book is not really. He hasn't come out with anything new and his book wasn't even really that big to begin with in the first place.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not like that was a. A bestseller flying off the shelves. We also learn. Yeah, I think bit we also. About, um, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say we also learn about Gabby and and her husband and. Same. That's um, exactly I think Gabby I is say. a. Yeah, Gabby's a like as scene on TV actress, which is so she's, like, the per- funny. What so, a so funny, yeah.
1: ridiculous career to have With a specific in the job bank. too. It yeah she it's I, it's what. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. Her her occupation is being specifically in commercials, like you said, as seen on TV where they do the whole like, is your spoon not working right? Sick of it always bending back when you peel the ice cream. Well, here's a perfect spoon that never bent. like, she's always the one who's imitating the struggling. Like she, she demonstrates yeah. not being able to cut a cut bread with a knife, but she's just that. Like, I, I always think of one where the woman is like, it used to be like a vine back in the day where she was like advertising like something on a baking sheet and that just falls and face plants their glass table. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous, but that's her job is to be one of those, one of those actors in commercials, which is fucking hilarious to me.
0: Yeah. she gets I forget, I forget what her husband does. Yes. Uh, he's I an architect.
1: Oh, that's right. That's right. Cause the, the only out loud mention of an infinity pool in this movie is in this scene when She says, "Oh, he's an architect. He helped design an affinity pool at some point, somewhere." Yeah,
0: and I think what's interesting, uh, I don't, I don't know if this was intentional by uh, Brandon, but the fact that uh, James and M are old money, Mm -hmm. and um, Albin and Gabby are new money, like both of them, you know, work for the the riches that they have. Being an architect Mm -hmm. is a very You know, it's not something you just get money for free. You have to do a lot of work being an actress, you know, and she's not like a superstar. Um, She she does, you know, she probably has to do a lot of work in order to maintain their lifestyle. So I think it's really interesting to see sort of these parallel of characters in in terms of their occupation, you know, old money versus new money and having the protagonists be old money because usually like, you know, in a lot of these films, like the. The protagonists are going to be new money versus old money. So it's kind of interesting to see that kind of swapped around.
1: Yeah, I absolutely I agree. And that's a little detail I actually didn't pick up on. I didn't really think about that, but you're absolutely right. And so it's uh, this it's this scene uh, that leads the the, the Chinese restaurant scene that also leads to them wanting to hang out a little bit more. So they agree that the following day in the morning they're going to go, you know, hit the town uh they're like they're not supposed to they they like sneak off somebody like bribes a guard or like something like they have connections somehow because that's also how they get a car they're bar Mm -hmm. borrowing jesus christ i can't speak they are borrowing it yep yeah they rent they rent the car or something from a local exactly exactly uh and so they you know, they go out, they have a little beach, pi- beach side picnic. It's all cute. And then they, uh, that's how they kind of pair off, get to know each other a little better. They're kind of sitting there enjoying the sun, enjoying the water. I'm not sure if it's a lake or whatever. They seem to be on like, alright. Yeah, energy. it's like
0: a little, but... like a little little, you know, beach, beach side with some rocks and stuff and, yeah, you know, Albin is really, really into these
1: sausages
0: that he's making. That... <laughs> yes, yes.
1: It's, it's a little bit more like, um, driving home the exposition we already know we see more in this instance that the frustration between M and james because you know he's he's asking a little bit more in depth about like their relationship and like oh you're the breadwinner who would have thought and like and mm-hmm. he's ask, he's actually being pretty direct in his questionary uh, he even says something along the lines of like oh like husband ought to work for six years does it not like drive you crazy i forget exactly how he words it but it's something to that extent and it's definitely know, emasculating for james definitely and and uh, there's also a line that sticks out to me from Cleopatra's character. She says that we learned that her father owns the publication company. And she says, mm-hmm. first thing my dad told me was don't marry a writer. So I went and married the first writer I saw or sp- who spilled coffee on me or something mm-hmm. like that. And, uh, someone was like, Albin was like, why? And she was like, well, daddy issues, I guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Albin Alban just doesn't, you know, uh, Gabby's husband. Albin, just doesn't really seem to understand like M's attraction to James. And right, I mean, he he does it in a way that's it's like almost like backhanded compliment vibe. Like you know, he's I, like, oh, that's so yes. weird. Like
1: it, it's weird because like I watching the scene, I feel like I felt like this both times. But watching the scene, I felt like I was like, is this hostile? Like I'm like looking yeah. at like other people's faces because I'm like. I. I feel as if I like I physically watching this scene, like what, cause you know, the, especially the way it's framed, here's another, the cinematic camera tricks coming into coming in a lot is it, it's, it's kind of like close ups of the characters talking. So when Albin is talking mm-hmm. to James, he's all essentially talking right down the barrel of the camera, which kind of makes mm-hmm. me, it feel like he's talking to you, the audience member. So when he's asking these like really direct questions, I'm sitting here watching and I'm like, I'm having, a like Mm -hmm. negative emotional response to these questions like i'm getting angry basically at these at this line of questioning and i'm not even a character in the movie but the characters in the movie are not getting angry and treating it like subtle oh just we're just you know shooting the shit and not even in that like passive-aggressive way uh but yeah it's just it's like it's weird to me because i feel like i would get angry at the questions they're asking but nobody is so it creates this like yeah weird emotional vibe that i don't quite know how to read it's unsettling that was a very long winded way of me saying this is an unsettling conversation
0: i i completely agree
1: um yeah so we just get a little bit more of that but then, and then it
0: gets even more unsettling
1: but then <laughs> Then we get into uh, the movie. The movie flashes the planes. Buckle your seatbelts now. Uh, right. <laughs> right here. J- it, another hard cut to like craziness. James is peeing on the side of the road in the like, you know, in a little shaded area. And as he's peeing. Gabby, Mia Goth's character, comes. <laughs> well. Wow appears from behind <laughs> and without any words being exchanged from either character just gives him a rub and tug wrap around from behind and and jerks him off right there on the side of the road
0: and i got to say this now because this is the first kind of like you know uh, this is my headcanon for Brandon i think Brandon has a long list of specific kinks and there, this movie, he just was like, he's just like, I'm going to try to fit in every fetish that I have, you into know, this there fucking is,
1: movie. There is a lot of evidence that Brandon was taking out some fresh, some life frustrations through this. <laughs> this I, I, I don't know if I'd go all the way to describe like magnum opus status for this movie, but it's like. Someone should check up on him and be like, You good, bro? <laughs> like, I, like after that. Like, <laughs> uh, your needs not being met. I
0: mean, the, the way that they show him peeing too is very much like you see the stream on the
1: rocks. Yes, and it's she very comes like up to him, every character every you know? every movie with a pee scene is like this. You just see character in between the legs, the, the stream coming down and hitting the floor. Yeah,
0: and then of course, of course, you know, Gabby comes up and starts uh, you know, stroking him. Stroking and you know head. we get to see a, a nice little 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 shot of of his uh his baby gravy you know his is it weird he, and it shows you splatter reluctant. on it's i mean i can't i mean it's i i like i've talked to a lot of people about this movie and like i still don't know if this was consensual or not like if james was into it at all like the face he has is just so that's what i mean like he really but also...
1: The, the the roller coaster of chaos confusion madness dread but also excitement like it the scene is only like 45 seconds long so it which is a long yeah. time to watch someone be tugged from behind uh, <laughs> but like she knew what she was me, doing like it's well acted cuz his face is just like like he sells the entire roller coaster
0: yeah and she doesn't say shit afterwards either he just uh, like no, he just busts, I mean, not a and, single and she just is, like walks away she just walks uh, yeah, away, she's I, like, all
1: right, see you later. When I came into this movie in theaters, I remember just being like, I, I, you know, this podcast, you can't see my face, but just I, I'm doing the thing where my lips are just like, nice. And I nod like, because I, <laughs> I did not wake up, start my day and say, I'm going to go see this movie and expect to see Come on the Rocks. That just was not in the parts yeah, for me.
0: And they sh- I, mean, they, um, they, I didn't it know splatters, man. It's...
1: <laughs> it splatters. So this is actually one of the scenes that is more graphic in the director's cut in the unrated version, you see that wiener and you see ejaculation. It's no us. there. There you see that Dick and you see you in the theatrical cut. You see the cum hit the ground in the unrated version. You see how the cum was shot and the cum hit the ground. Oh my God. And like I got to get also, on this. It's also like interesting because it's a realistic cum shot. Like it isn't like a crazy porn cum shot where it's, clearly like nonsense no and, like nobody you're like nobody does this like it is, it is it doesn't even really shoot it just kind of like leaks out onto the ground
0: wow he's a leaker but yeah
1: you see that prosthetic piece, which could be a New metaphor
0: York, could be a metaphor for his character absolutely you know? could be You know, not a know. very not a strong ejaculator he's just kind of dribbling out and uh much much like his life
1: yeah but uh you yeah so that that's what and that's what i mean when people when people were like, saw the theatrical and they're like, no, there's nothing cut from this movie. Like we saw come hit the ground. And then people who saw it at Sundance were like, but we saw the penis too. You don't understand. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that happened. Um, It's, it was, it was interesting. And I think uh, before I watched the director's cut, I knew that that was a thing because I watched like a YouTuber review it or something like that. But um, yeah, when I saw it, I was just like, Oh wow. Yeah. You, yep. You see it. You see it in all its glory, baby. It's there. It's a scene. Uh, yeah, that's what happens. That's what happens. And then, like you said, she just Gabby just walks away. No dialogue exchange. Just pops out.
0: And James, um, James looks a little, little confused as to what has just happened.
1: A little frazzled, to say the least. And you can tell it, uh, it was fucking with him all day because then we do like uh one of those like t- uh night day to night transitions where it shows some like. Shows like the sun setting and some sweeping shots of the environment and then cuts to the characters at night. And he's still looking fucked up in the face. So clearly that shit stuck with him.
0: Yeah, he's like slouched over and then, I mean, you know, kind of, I,
1: I think he chooses to drive. Yeah, yeah. He wants to keep his mind He's kind of grumpy so about like, it. Yeah, he's like, I'm gonna keep my mind on the road instead of that shit. <laughs> uh, So he i mean i can only imagine what's going through his head like he's like did i just cheat on my wife Did I like that what the fuck was that was it consensual like mm-hmm. what like literally her husband's over there like literally what was that like there's just so many so many questions um insanity. insanity and then they drive then they start driving back to the uh the hotel they do and it starts getting very i know what you did last summer I guess this is the one, the one comparison to another movie I can make where it's like, oh, it's kind of like I know what you did last summer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, so they, as they're driving, the lights in the car are, like, fucking up for whatever reason. I'm still unclear on whether or not it was sabotage or it just was a weird coincidence that this happened. mm um, based off some dialogue later by Mia Goth, that's what I'm leaning towards. But the way the lights are like fucking up and then just don't fuck up for the rest of the car ride is weird and gives me like sabotage vibes. So I'm a little unclear. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the car I feel like the car just fucks up because I, I think
0: and we can that's cut what this I'm part. Out, what it, yeah. Um, but when she talks about it later, um, She's like, we had this other plan, but you were such an idiot that you ended up hitting yeah. somebody on the road, so we didn't even right, need to right. do that.
1: Yeah, so that's why I'm like... Yeah, I don't remember, I, I I don't guess, remember what yeah. they had
0: originally planned.
1: Right, I don't even think it's said. I, I don't even think... I think she just implied. But um, yeah, anyway, yeah. so that's what happens. They, they hit a guy. Uh, well, James, rather, hits a guy. Everybody's in the car. They wake up in the middle of the night. And they're like, what the fuck? And immediately, Mia Goth's character is like, nope. I ain't going to foreign prison for this. Let's go. Get in the, move this <laughs> shit. Get back in the car. We're getting out. We're we're going back. Like no fucks given. She's like, nope. Uh, and she she says a pretty explicit like dialogue because of course the uh, M and James are like horrified, mortified. They're like, oh my god, what did we just mm-hmm. do? M especially. And Mia Goth's character is just like, do you know what they will do to you in the Latokan prison? They're like, you will be raped repeatedly, and the guard who you are screaming for help will like. T- it's she says some pretty fucked up shit in that moment and they're like, yeah, yeah no, like, no it will
0: be, you know, killed and raped, basically.
1: Yeah. So no, no jail. So they uh, get back in the car, go back to the resort and they have to kind of plead. It's the middle of the night. So they kind of have to plead their case to the guards of like why they're outside the premises. And for a minute there, I'm like, "Uh oh, some shit going to go down right here just because they're like outside or whatever is that because also you're still not really sure what the plot of this movie is we're just we've only gotten character backstory and and uh, the the foundation of like the people we're looking at we still don't know like necessarily the plot uh so Mm -hmm. they can go anywhere from here it it can absolutely go anywhere from here and and it only goes up 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 uh and spirals on the way there so uh they they get back inside the resort relatively hassle-free they get they get a small little like um they 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 get a little bit of a hard time but they they get inside and go back to their rooms um and it isn't until the next morning that uh james is woken up to like pounding on his hotel door and when he opens the door it's the police and a bunch of guards and he's like james whatever his last name is you need to come with us uh foster foster yeah it's like james foster you need to come with us uh, to which they are taken to like a Croatian or not. It was filmed in Croatia, but uh, you know, the fictional Latoka. The, La they to go to the, the prison, like the holding cell, like the, not the actual like prison facility, but like the, the holding area where they were, before they get transferred, whatever that's called. Uh, I feel like, you
0: know, it's just like thinking Kroka, right now,
1: whatever. Yep. They come to their hotel really fast.
0: Like in real life, like it would take a minute for them to figure out who did it. So I'm wondering if Mia Goth and her husband called the cops. Yeah, because I mean, it's like the next morning. It's the next morning.
1: It is the next morning. It's possible. You know, I mean, who knows that that's That's not a bad theory. I I don't hate that. That's crazy. There's definitely there's definitely an, an argument to be made there. And it's yeah, it's in this like holding cell and that we find out uh, the guards explain to James that they killed. He killed somebody. And the penalty for murder in this country is that the eldest son of the person you killed kills you in sort of this like ceremonial um, uh, format. But ancient (laughs) custom, like an ancient custom. But there is a special diplomatic clause uh, or policy for foreigners and tourists that for a large sum of money that is never specifically given a dollar amount, which I actually prefer that it's never given a specific mm-hmm. figure, um, for a large sum of money, they can have what they refer to as a double stand in your place uh, as f- for the death. So essentially, you get off completely scot-free since this double is is the one that is killed and it, it, endures the tradition, endures the, the burden of the punishment. And it's also explained that uh, this guy in particular had sons, and the oldest one is like nine. But in the mm-hmm. event that there was no next of kin to do the ritual, the state would just kill them. So... Either way, oh, wow. punishment is death, and of course, James, being rich, he agree forcibly, but also not ha- not necessarily mistakenly agrees to this double clause, this diplomatic policy. Here, they even I, I this is a detail I did not catch on either viewing, but was pointed out to me by people I watched it with, and on the internet also. There is even an ATM. A foreign ATM in mm-hmm. the lobby of the station because this cl- happens so often that they it, it it turns out that so essentially what happens to kind of we'll talk about it more in depth but to set the tone here it, the double is a literal clone of the person like uh down to the memories mannerisms everything it's a 100 percent carbon copy of the person at the point in time the clone is made and um through this crazy, you know, flashy directed cinematography sequence uh technology yeah and, and that so it's so essentially you're watching yourself be killed as the punishment for the crime
0: and and one really interesting detail that i i loved for this and it has to be intentional when they're they're going through that crazy strobe light, you know, seizure warning like yeah uh, experience the way that they have James dress up, he has like a, a head cap on. Yeah, they put like one of those uh, mouth things that dentists put on your teeth when they're like whitening your teeth. Yeah, you know, or like it's like it reminds me of that skill. game
1: you like put it on that board game or like fi- party game, really like put yeah. it in your mouth. People try to guess what you're saying because your mouth's all fucked up, so you can't, yeah, perform phonetics. Yeah, and but yeah, um, it's, it's weird, it makes you it look know, he, weird the, as fuck. <laughs>
0: the the stuff that he goes into, which is like I think like red or something, yes, it's, it's kind of like mud red, chamber. and the and it is like mud. And the room that he's in, and the room he's in is like a spa. So even though yeah. he's being like you know cloned, this whole experience is is essentially like you know a rich person's spa day. And I think uh, I think at some point they're even wearing like um like a white robe, like you would at like a resort or like a you know when you go get a massage.
1: Uh, I think yeah I think afterward something like that
0: yeah uh, yeah but... so it's like you know the the commentary on on you know <laughs> these rich this rich person being able to just get away with murder for yep. some money you know his his punishment is basically spot treatment
1: yep yep <laughs> basically uh it's 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 definitely a disturbing scene watching the clone be made it's it's um it's very stylistic of this director in particular, uh, and, you know, it's it's very uh, – I hate to use this term, but, like, I feel like a way to under- describe it and make people, like, understand it is that it's stylized in the sense that it looks like an acid trip, you know? Like, people people would probably oh, watch yeah. this and be like, oh, this is, a, like, an acid trip sequence, which I hate that, like, comparison because yeah. rarely ever does it ever – even remotely Look resemble like an actual one but like yeah. Yeah. just just for a frame of reference to get people to understand that it's like you know there's a lot of like rainbow colors there's you can't really see what you're looking at quick cuts uh distorted imagery stuff like that
0: yeah uh, it's, it's it's like a really crazy dream sequence yeah yeah Almost. like it's
1: yeah definitely a hyper realistic uh fever dream moment and in this mm-hmm. in this scene we see all this liquid splattering we see the lights flickering we see the clone Coming, manifesting, and we see he has flashes of like a naked Mia Goth showing where his head is at, what he's thinking about. Interesting way to show a character's uh, uh inner in inner workings. Definitely. Uh, and then there's a scene where Em and James get to they say the clone's ready or the double's ready. Is come see, and it's like only he's like lying down on a slab, red room completely, all all red imagery, totally. And there's a other than the white face of uh, a spotlight on the clone, and it's just his face through like red latex, basically uh, on yeah. the slab. And it come, you know, very like friggin' side. It's alive. Like wakes up, and it scares them both. And they're like, "Holy shit! What the fuck?" And it's like it's a perfect copy of of Alexander Skarsgard.
0: And you know that's another kink right there. The the fucking what? leather. The fucking leather, Um, I don't know what it's called, but it's like where people like, they go I into know, like yeah, a, a like, bag, you know, what and stuff? they like, yeah. yeah, and they like vacuum suck out all the air and you're like, yeah, it's like vacuum fetish or
1: something. Yeah,
0: this fool is sprinkling fool! his 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 crazy. I mean, it's just it's it's there. You know, I mean, it's, it's definitely
1: not unheard of by directors. So it, 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 it <laughs> happens. Uh, and then after if you've the seen play- a picture of Brandon, oh, yeah. you, you look at him and you go, yes, yeah, I I actually, actually never have I'm going to uh pop that up in my
0: <laughs> if you look at his face and and you know we go through these kinks, <laughs> you're, oh. you're gonna be like okay I see it okay this, I see it
1: I did not expect him to look like that I the the image I put in my head was right that so interesting
0: very different much younger than I than I imagined in my head as yeah, well
1: that too but yeah he uh, after the clone is made and wakes up they go right to the execution it's this like it almost looks like a barn uh like an attic mm-hmm. kind of moment and there's there's like hay everywhere and the double is tied uh he oh he is in the white robe like you're saying like a spa robe i see what you mean now um he's mm-hmm. like tied to a, a beam hands behind his back yelling for help and uh uh the kid because we established that the oldest son is nine is ready to stab him. And what's interesting is this robe has a perfect circular cut out around the like side abdomen area, because that's where mm-hmm. the kid's going to stab and do. So it's like a very like you can tell this is like a ceremonial traditional custom thing.
0: Yeah. It, and it's I mean, there's like a spotlight on him. It, yep. It's and this poor child. <laughs> You know, like, not only does he get the trauma of losing his father in a very, you know, traumatic way. He's also just they're like, all right, you get to just stab the fuck out of this guy. And yep. I mean, that's going to that's going to do some damage on a on a nine year old psyche. It's going to do damage on anyone's psyche. But they're I like, would, let's, I would argue like, so, yeah. You know, fuck these kids. Let's just just get them
1: get them stabbing early. Yep. And part part of this, like, whole diplomatic thing here is that they have to watch. They have to participate. Uh, in in the the thing, so which is a little weird because I don't understand why M has to be there, but Gabby and Albin don't, because it's only Gabby and M, and or I'm sorry, it's only M and James in the bleachers for this first one. You know, I didn't think about that. Might be a spousal thing, or maybe because like she technically paid. I don't know, but either way, I, it's not it's not like I'm clamoring over this plot hole. It's nothing crazy to me. Uh, also the family is present watching. Yes, uh, and there's like little the deceased. not bleachers. Is it bleachers? Yeah, they're basically yeah. Is that the bleachers. name for the, the? Yep, they're like very like you know mm-hmm. basic bleachers, like made of wood, probably. Yep, yep, and they're just chilling in the bleachers, and and M is like horrified. She can't. She basically is looking away and hiding into his shoulder, but we see on James's face that he's something something like, changed in him.
0: Yeah, he's. I mean it's his revelation is very difficult yeah it's like kind of difficult to read like it's not sad it's not happy it's just like i don't know like a a calm acceptance of what's happening and you know i think maybe part of it is is him realizing that he just got away with murder
1: i i definitely think so and i i read it as him being like holy shit like i can just I can do anything. I can keep doing this. Like, I this, yeah, like the potential. It's like potential unlocked, uh, kind of brain work there.
0: Like, I can be anyone here.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, we, we then go to like a pretty awkward scene of them lying in bed and the conversation is just cold. I mean, the lighting's like a harsh blue. They're both have just this more ghost white imp- facial expressions and, uh, they're having like, M is like, how could you, just like watch that? That was disgusting. And he's just like, he's totally emotionally dejected, entirely from what's happening. Yes. Yes. Uh, and this this starts up the plot thread of like, because, of course, this makes M want to. She's like, we got to get out of here. Fuck this. Like, oh no, yeah, no, thank you. Uh, we got to go immediately. But James says he can't find his passport, which means he's not going to be able to leave the country, and so they're like fuck what do we do uh and so he's like well let me go down to the lobby and ask for help where he runs into gabby yeah
0: she's like oh so sorry about that oh my god you know just like i hate when that uh, happens
1: mia Mia goth is stunning she looks so Mm -hmm. good in so many of these shots like there's a lot of like angled shots where the character is taking up like in the very bottom right corner, like lower thirds moment of, of the frame. And she just looks so good in all the lighting. They put her in, they've got her hair. Like, she just looks like, ah, she's beautiful. She's a model. She's Linda evangelista. It's great. (laughs) Uh, She's a star, right? She's a star. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But they have, they have a a little conversation down in the lobby. um, And she basically prevents him from leaving. And that's where she tells, him that they know about this and they've participated in it too because Alvin built an infinity pool and it accidentally the construction like accidentally killed somebody and that's how it all started and then she's like also we have a bunch of murder friends that are in on this yes. you want to come meet them and come party with us and he goes up there
0: yeah and it's really interesting to uh cuz he does meet everybody and yep. I don't I never remember their names, but um, neither. I don't he doesn't know meet everybody. And, and it's. Yeah, and and they are all just very welcoming. And I mean, they just don't really give a shit that they're just like, Yep, yeah, we all got cloned.
1: Yep, yep. And they, they talk about the experience uh, in, in detail. You know, they've all been through it. And the the framing of this is also I, I I hope I don't come off as like snobby talking about like the framing and the cinematic artwork, but like also Not movies all. are such a unique art form. That's only ever evolving. And it's also, it kind of blows my mind that like movies as we know them, like Hollywood as a city has really only been around for like a hundred years. Mm-hmm. It just see, that seems like so little time to me and it just shows that technology is like doubling exponentially. So, I mean, my point is movies are such a complex art form that is only getting more and more complex basically by the day. So mm-hmm. the the there's no other like mediums where you can talk about the cinematography and the, the framing and the artwork and like how, because it all, the composition of all these elements helps make the image in your brain and essentially tell the story you're seeing. Like video games, you play the story and that's kind of the, gimmick where when you're watching you have all these elements at play that isn't just like moving pictures you know
0: yeah and i mean i think um a lot of directors do a lot of work to set a scene and set framing and i think one of the really interesting things that um brandon does in this this scene specifically is you know with any film involving clones you're always going to be wondering is the person that we're seeing the real one or was there a switch And there's a specific dialogue between some of these people. And they ask uh, James, like, do you think you're the real one? Or do you think there was a swap? And another character says, I used to be worried about that. Honestly, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. And you might think that's just like a throwaway line, you know, that these Mm -hmm. people have just come to terms that they don't really care. But to me, I feel like that's Brandon just looking straight at the audience and going, this movie is not about trying to figure out if James is the real one or not. Like, no, don't worry yeah, about like that's it. More, it's more like an
1: underlying theme, but that's not really the, the focus.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a tool, but it's, the movie is not about cloning. It's right. a lot of bets about a lot of other different things. Tool, the, the cloning is just a tool device. And I thought it was yeah. so brilliant to have that really established in that dialogue scene. Um, and like you were saying though, like it does, it does jump back and forth from being kind of silly. Cause it goes into this like deep, um you know introspective like existential crisis of if i'm real or not and then i think jennifer one of the girls she's like can you guess what i you know what i got cloned for and they're like what she's like sodomy got it in the butt <laughs> yeah like yeah they yeah. killed me because i got it in the butt yeah and you're just like you know that's just so and i you know i think it makes commentary too on on the you know, the culture of LaTolka being kind of, you know, uh, regressive and, and right. you know, sort of backwards. Um, and,
1: and you come to realize you know. also, as the events of this movie play out, that this country relies on this. Like, this is how this country gets mm-hmm. income, is this, they, they have this murder tourist thing specifically so they could fund their country. So it's like, yes. this happens a lot, and that's why I brought up, like, the ATM being in the police station, like, the country encourages this because they know like yes it's only an elite few that can do this but they know they're getting money on money on money on money and as we come to find out gabby mm-hmm. and albin are like they come every year so every year they'd be they'd be yeah. maybe <laughs> yeah
0: i mean yeah basically and it, i mean it's you know i think i think the group of people is about you know not including um james and, and gabby and her husband i think it's like five other people
1: yeah yeah it's like a total of like seven or eight of them for sure
0: it's like it's like um, a little posse.
1: It's a little posse. Uh but yeah, the framing of the scene is weird because it's just this wide angle shot where not everyone that's speaking is in frame. The only people whose faces you can see, whose backs aren't to the camera, are James and uh, uh Gabby. I keep I just it's so easy to say Mia a goth, but I'm trying to stick to character names. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> but um it, it's it and it, it, it's this really wide shot through a narrow hallway and it zooms in on James's face specifically. Um I, I just, it's very, it helps subconsciously set that disturbing tone and like the, like, I don't feel right about this. Mm-hmm.
0: hmm And I mean, it, you know, it really, I mean, it, it sets the precedent of, of really who, who Gabby and Albin are and these other rich people, like, they see this experience as a delightful one and it's refreshing and, you know, they... Basically, it's really just emphasizing that yes, like this is something you c- can keep doing.
1: Yep, yep. And so uh, he he kind of has a little bit of a, a of a nervous nervous moment. Goes into the bathroom, splashes water in his face. The whole shebang. Gabby follows and is like, "Come on, like I promise, this is this is great. This is fun. You're gonna love it, murder. Oh my god, you're gonna love it, honey." <laughs> So they, they convince him to kind of go through with this little, um, almost as like a hazing ritual, this this plan. I think they say something about like, they make up a story about how somebody snitched him out or something. So they're going to go like, it's like revenge.
0: the, it's like the mayor or something or some something. representative
1: of like the, you know,
0: authority council or something that's responsible for um, enforcing the, you know, murder packed policy the the like the the punishment that they've all been receiving it's like yeah. the person who like continues to like approve that policy or something and they're like yeah let's go fuck with this dude
1: yeah so they yeah so they uh break into the gift shop and steal the mask yes. that we learned about earlier i don't think i don't think we explicitly said they were in the gift shop but there's a line of dialogue like right in the beginning of the movie where some guy says oh if you want to get our uh 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 i forget the word but you know like the souvenir souvenir masks uh they're still yeah. there at the gift shop and uh, uh th- and that's why tight, tight 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 storytelling that i love like everything all the little every line of dialogue has purpose for whatever reason like mm-hmm. there's not th- there's no extraneous things there's no plot threads that go any that don't go anywhere there's like every everything that happens and you see is is connected in some way so it just makes for a nice tightly woven story and i think that helps to my enjoyment of the pacing and everything of this movie and you know what i'm gonna say the production
0: company who made this film fumbled the bag when they did not make those masks publicly available to purchase yeah i would would spend hundreds of dollars to get one of those masks
1: i bet etsy is doing that exactly that
0: like they're so unique and cool and just like you know, every character has their own unique mask that they I think there's actually a scene where it, you know, cuts to each character in their mask and you get like a, a really cool just, you know, face like what's the word? Uh, like an establishing
1: shot of everybody's face, pretty much
0: like straight, like straight head on, straight so shot of. of yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Head on. Literally, you're yeah, like a head on
1: view. Head on, head on yep. view of, of these
0: masks and each character. And, and it's just oh, it's so good
1: yeah so they they get these masks, they get these masks and go to the large manner of the person whoever they're targeting. I forget I cannot remember who it is and why, but it's insignificant. Which yeah is like, it was it, it was weird. A, it was like a, a very point obvious, that specific job because we later find out it's just it was like not like made up maliciously, but like it's just like an excuse to get James to come do to go be debaucherous, basically. It's a, it's a rationalization yes, to go yes. be debaucherous. Like it's not, it's it's nothing, mm-hmm. it's nothing. So that's why I'm like, I don't even remember. But they go to the manor yeah. and literal, just total debauchery ensues. They like drag the people out of their, what they're doing. One of them's like having sex with a prostitute. So they're, he's naked, of course. And they, and so is she, and they're, they've got them like lined up execution style. It's very like, oh boy, like it's, a, it's an intense scene. <laughs>
0: Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm I mean there are these people do not I think the only person
1: who's hesitant at all is James and everyone else is just having a ball having a ball like it's it's any like it's nothing and they're gonna they're gonna Mm -hmm. like have all these people um uh killed (laughs) but out of nowhere this this like guard comes in shooting and manages to kill like only the people that they were gonna kill in the first place and shoots uh, Albin in the leg or something. Mm -hmm. And this is another one of those hard cuts. It's just Mia Goth screaming and shooting a gun, not the same one from the trailer, different instance, but equally as chaotic and erotic. (laughs) Just shooting this gun (laughs) screaming and then hard cut to Indian Bollywood dancing.
0: Yes. Just I, it, that's actually one interesting thing I think that that uh, they, they point out about the resort maybe later is just that, you know, there's Chinese food, there's Indian food. There's like all these other cultures that they just sort of parody. Like, yeah, there's I, I definitely think the person a
1: commentary on at, cultural appropriation throughout this movie. Yes, it's definitely not the, main I think focus, the guy but, at the Chinese. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, there's definitely some commentary there on,
0: on cultural appropriation. And and I think what also is really interesting is like. You know, the the waiter that held him at the Chinese restaurant, I think, was was just like in some kind of very like stereotypical Chinese like, yeah, you know, garb with like a hat. Definitely. And so, you know, it, it's very interesting to to see that. I mean, it's it's almost just kind of commentary on on just what what these, you know, the, the people who own the hotel are like, well, you know, these tourists just really want to see the most extreme versions of every culture. Um, yeah. So we're just going to, you know. It's kind of it's parody one of the scenes almost. That's
1: so elaborate for like no reason. Because the only reason we see it is because the characters are running across like in the background of the shot because Alvin was shot yes. in the leg. So they're like trying to get him back to the hotel room to help him out. And so they are like running and they show up in uh in James's hotel room, which wakes Emma but she's like, holy Fuck, what the hell is happening? Like, cause all of a sudden yes. there's all these people in a room and this dude's got a bullet in his leg and it's bleeding like crazy. James has got the fucked up mask on, and then hard cut to every single one of these motherfuckers in the spa robes at the prison.
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: that is another And they're so where, chill. Like, I chuckled at this like out loud. Like I laughed. It was it's funny. Like yeah. they're just it's so chaotic. And then boop, jail. Yep.
0: Yeah. It's so like, here we go again.
1: And uh, the so it's just literally all of them in this one little holding cell, except M, of course. And uh, they're, the guards come in, and they're all like, this time we're going to... Because, you know, they're sitting there all smug and chill because they're just like, all right, we just going to pay our way yeah. out. Uh, I think even one
0: says, uh, um, what took you guys so long?
1: Yeah, yeah. So they're unfazed, unbothered, and the guard, the head guard is like, we're gonna do something a little different this time, and they don't give them the option to do the diplomatic clause, so you're like, oh, shit, is this, like, yeah? oh, is that the direction we're going here? And, I I, like, this is another instance where I'm like, I'm such a movies bitch, because I'm sure other people figured out before the reveal, the short reveal here, that like, this, these are the doubles in prison, and that this is like, more of an audience fuck with you moment than anything uh but like i am like holy shit is this how long is this movie like where how where are we going from here yeah and c- because because we see it every single one of them gets executed throats slit uh and i'm just like holy shit is that this kind of movie like i'm reservoir dogs hello like what is this yeah uh, but, but <laughs> yeah but then they yank yank the chain yank the carpet right out from under you because they show the actual cast of characters in the bleachers watching it. These are the doubles. And this was, like I said, more of and an audience clapping. trickery and they're clapping. They're living for it. They're gagging. They're, they're... Yeah. I said, it's giving. And yeah, it yeah, just kind of shows uh, how uh, fucked up and dejected these people are that they have to, they have to go do big murder to feel something <laughs> of and, themselves. And speaking no less
0: of souvenirs. Speaking of souvenirs, they give you a really nice urn for your
1: well, doubles. Corpse. Also comedic as fuck. Like what? That is so absurd. And I, the Guardian, like, starts, like it a souvenir because. And, and I, I'm yeah. glad you brought that up because there is a scene later where there's just like James is trying to pack his suitcase and there's like four urns. He's just like shoving in the suitcase. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He keeps them.
0: Yeah, and I even it's, remember being it's... like,
1: would they even let that on the plane? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I think you could because it's it's. I, I mean, so. it's just powder. Yeah, yeah I think so. Uh, but uh more thinking, Yeah, like, no. Face. So,
1: but yeah. Uh, oh, oh yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, but yeah so no, they, that's that's they watch themselves get executed again, and at th- at this point, M is just like, "Yeah, I don't know what's going on. This is not for me. I'm out." Yeah, and he's like, "All right, whatever." So she did. <laughs> he's not. He's not too pressed about it. She got. She got the fuck out situation. She read the room and said, "Not my book." <laughs> <laughs> Which is which is kind uh, of interesting, too, because, you know, she does come from money. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's actually interesting, is that she is fully capable of taking part in this, but has enough human morale to not. And the broke bitch is the one that's all into it. Murder playground. And I, I, and I think what's interesting, too, is, like, whether or not this is
0: actually James or a clone, um, right. every time he's cloned, you can kind of see he snaps a little bit more. um like he just becomes a little bit more deranged and a little bit more hedonistic and it's a very like in my opinion clear metaphor for a a piece of his humanity is sort of taken with him
1: uh i agree you you definitely see it's like a very yeah break more and more and it shows in his face i don't know if they if that's just the expressions he used if they used makeup to do it or subtle like subtle makeup i don't know but yeah they you you really just read the dejection and dehumanization of the environment and james as a character
0: yeah and he he becomes a lot more primal as this time goes on and and they make it very clear later in the film
1: yeah absolutely uh so then m is out of the situation and james is kind of just like i goes back up to gabby <laughs> and Gabby introduces this this root drug that is you know native to the country. I, I I don't mind the plot device of like introducing whatever the fuck you want because and your explanation is uh, we're in a foreign place like fantasy land. Do it, make it up. Oh, I think, give us fake. Drugs. I think right
0: before that, uh, I think right before
1: that he's like he's like moping on the beach, right, uh, James? I don't... Yeah, and then Mia Mia comes up to him and is like. She's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Can't handle. That's right. That's right. And then, yeah, because she starts making out with him and shit too.
0: Yeah, because I I remember specifically like, Gabby's like almost kind of like a red pillar. Like she's just like. A woman like that, you know, can't handle a man with strength and like dominance. And you need a woman who's like going to encourage this. And yeah, you know, yeah, like uh, more
1: just rational, rationalizing this nonsense behavior, saying that like no, this is this is an elite power that only a select few people. You can only you can never unlock who you truly are until you become a murder playground tourist.
0: Yeah, and she's just like you know, you don't need a woman who's gonna. Hold you back from your true potential and i'm just like yeah. okay yeah Gas,
1: gassing him up a little bit to make him come to the dark side more
0: yeah before uh, she before she gets a high as fuck
1: yep uh they they do the they do the root drug which is like a whole hallucinogenic trip moment and there's a really uh, it's that same style as the the cloning scene but it's like quick cuts rainbow colors uh distorted imagery Sound design, like almost like ASMR, Um, and honestly, surprisingly, I really don't have a lot to say about the orgy scene. Tastefully done.
0: Yeah, I thought it was great. um I it's it was cute. It was getting it. It's not. It's not like I know this sounds crazy for an orgy scene that's about two minutes long, but I don't feel like it was gratuitous. I felt like it was very. Arty. I no, I, I, I agree. Like was, you know, I really like, do. Like it was not just to like get somebody off. It was to show sort of a transformation I mean there's even one part where very artistic yeah there's there's one part where I think Gabby is like walking down the center and everyone is like bowing to her
1: yes and like it's it's like it's very like it's a little erotic it's like titillating it's artistic it's 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 not like you said it's not gratuitous so you don't feel I at least I didn't feel like grossed out by it I'm I'm sure there's plenty of people that did but I like I I really thought this was um this was tasteful uh, yeah, and and, and, and one it was, thing that's it was good, it it helps the plot too. I I uh, the number one biggest argument because I'm like I'm very pro sex scenes in movies. Uh, mm-hmm. the, like Same. we everybody Same. fucks like it's not I don't know like why America has to censor this shit. Like I, this is gonna be a whole tangent. I'm just gonna cut myself off here. But anyway, <laughs> uh, uh, like the biggest argument I hear to why sex scenes shouldn't be in movies is oh it's never relevant to the plot. But I disagree like this it is a hundred percent a sexual situation to explore the plot and really and it also shows you the audience like whoa this is this is deep because when you think about how we started a struggling writer and his wife go to a resort vacation and meet this seemingly normal couple that's also on uh like vacation and you're like no this goes way deeper than we think like this is just a total Mm debaucherous playground of people that are desensitized as shit to the world and their surroundings and each other basically
0: yeah and i mean the thing is too with with i mean you can keep like that idea that like oh you know movies never need sex scenes you can you can you can keep pushing that you can say you don't need characters to kiss each other to show that they love each other you don't need characters to say i love you to show that like you can just keep pushing that as far as you really want to take it and i think it's just silly like sex is an escalation for a lot of people and like you know uh, another huge thing here is that all of these characters that we pre- been presented are heterosexual couples and yeah. so like there's some there's some gay shit going on in that orgy and yes, of, it's of both, I, I saw somebody
1: women on women and man on man it's there's it's a whole yeah, it's I... a whole moment and and even like i and honestly in my opinion like Gabby and Alvin read his open relationship to me because i yes. i like I, I don't think it's ever even Dangled as a plot thread of like, oh, she's cheating on her husband. I wonder what he's going to think. Like, if anything, he's into it.
0: Yeah, and and once so I can't remember where I read, I read it on an article or, or in a video or something. But somebody was saying that um the fact that they they have this queer sex, you know, at this you know vacation where they're doing all these like hedonistic things, is showing that it's like you know wealthy people are viewing queer sex as this like you know taboo crazy thing that you know, they only do when they're hopped up on drugs, like,
1: you know, I, and, and it's okay, just a really that's interesting commentary. That's a that is an interesting read of that, because it, it almost to me, have you seen um, Babylon? I have not. Okay, that's a, so that's I, a new I'll, one, right? Use, yes, it came out uh, 2022. Very, very end. But uh, it, it reminds me of like, a lot of depictions of like 1920s Hollywood where the rich are just so Mm. wealthy that they don't give a fuck like it doesn't every like I always hear especially living here in Los Angeles like everyone in Hollywood is gay everyone's bi like people are people are fucking whatever they want and nobody gives a fuck but it's but it's the general view of America is that is that is taboo and not allowed so the American people don't are, are suppressed and think it's like abnormal so therefore like yeah like it's this part in it but the rich are so rich they don't give a fuck like who gives a shit but you still got to maintain appearances
0: Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i mean there's no like went with for me so so they're like there's like like, they're probably doing crazy debaucher shit in america but the fact that they're just totally Mm -hmm. isolated and dejected from the their reality at this point by being in this foreign land that's when they're like yeah all bets are off baby like what happens in latoka stays in latoka
0: yeah, yeah, no, 100%. And I mean like we don't see any type of like you know hand holding between men or women outside of this orgy scene. Like mm-hmm. it's very only for the bedroom. And mm-hmm. I think another thing that's really interesting too is like with the drugs specifically that they use. Uh Gabby tells James that it's like some part of their customs, like it's like a yeah, sacred a herb or something. And that's like a huge issue with um i think it's sage right now like a lot of people are using like different like you know herbs and plants and stuff that like these cultures rely on to to mm. you know um partake in these rituals and you know we have these like rich people who are just buying it to just you know right cleanse their room randomly or you know whatever like so it, it's it's such there's just so many small details that this director and writer have put into this movie with just how all of the characters interact with parts of the Latoka customs and how they treat the resort. Like with this orgy, like it's just so crazy what a big commentary it is on, on how rich people view and operate in the world.
1: Most definitely. Most definitely. There's this whole movie is, is like chalk full of that shit and I eat it up every time. So good. Uh, So before we move on from the orgy scene, this is of course, another scene that was it, 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 quote unquote, extended uh, was, <laughs> you know, it's 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 a trippy sequence in the sense so that there's a lot of like imagery that's happening, like, really fast. Mm-hmm. But there was most certainly i I don't know if it was also in the theatrical theatrical cut. My guess is no because I didn't remember it. But there is most certainly a scene in in the orgy scene of a penis coming out of a vagina. not like, not like sexually someone like growing out of it. Yes. Like it is. It is emerging from the vagina. Like not. That's yeah, not in the movie. <laughs> that, that's okay, yeah, that was not. Yeah, that was That is most certainly a scene that happened in the in the that's uh, wild director's cut. So that like that was one that stuck with me. I was like, oh, yeah, definitely. I've never seen that before. Brandon, <laughs> so you crazy we've a bitch. Glad we've established that's only in the the ninety second extended cut. That's that's like five of the ninety seconds. Okay, um, yeah. but then it cuts. Then I gotta it watch two. it, man. You should. You should. I I, I almost. I'm never gonna find a YouTube video about it. Clearly, but I was gonna say I wish there was one that was like cut versus original. But <laughs> I'm sure I can find it. I'm sure I can find it. Yeah, it's it's not a lot, but still, it it added a little bit more visual imagery. Uh, but then then it cuts to the the resort. They're like eating breakfast, and it's this couple that keeps getting like annoyed and frustrated and it's because these fucking hooligans are hooliganing and being absolute just dicks like also james oh yeah like he's a like animal like he's he's just, he's, he's just like covered shit
0: yeah he's he's like dipping his full hands in like a jar of olives
1: and like yes you know like he's, he's like getting all
0: the olive juice yeah all he over spits all of these people
1: Yes. And so everybody's getting so annoyed, but they're like, we're rich. We're we're, we can do whatever we want. Come for us. We're just going to diplomatic clause ourselves." Yeah. And one of the rich people is like, oh, hey, uh, James, I was able to,
0: you know, call my buddy and he was able to figure out your passport situation. And James is like, I don't give a fuck about no passport. Yeah. And and like you could just tell he's like he's like, I'm good here. And um, my favorite fucking dialogue even more than the gun thing later is the way that mia goth says baboons she's like the natives yeah baboons and it's so so
1: fucking funny to hear her say that and this is this is how this woman talks like i love it i could listen to it all day (laughs) baboons it's it's pretty funny um so the next little sequence of events that happens is they the group uh, tell James they're like we're gonna go kidnap this guy. Another like arbitrary reasoning to whoever this fucking dude is. I forget what what. Uh, I
0: think it was say. the um, the detective, the the guy yeah. who interviews him in in the prison. Um, yeah, he he's the reason he stole his passport. They're like, oh, he stole his your passport, and we can't we can't let him, you know, get away with it. Disrespect you like that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they they go kidnap this guy from wherever, go back to the hotel, big ass hotel room, and they've got him all uh, uh, covered up like his head's in a sack. And they they're like, all right, James, fuck him up, you know, do your thing. He's getting high off this this tree bark, and uh, he's <laughs> he's just going to town. He's like kicking him, he's punching, he punching beats his him, chest, beats his chest. He's pouring out alcohol on him, he pisses on the dude as, and then like at some point, the other dudes in the group get in on it and just start kicking him, like on the like linguini noodle thing in his, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then at some point after a lot of this a lot of this gabby comes over and takes the mask the sack off his head and uh uh-oh it's actually a clone of james he just did all that nonsense to himself he just pissed on himself yep yep and again brandon what are we
0: doing here you you clearly are really into piss at this point i mean we've seen two piss scenes (laughs) like in Uh, the span of an hour
1: yeah, if I had a nickel for every piss scene in this movie, it would. uh only have two <laughs> nickels, which is not a lot, but it is weird that it happened twice. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is. It's a really intense sequence. I think it's. Uh, it, it's definitely a nail biter. Like I was kind of like. I don't want to say edge of my seat because it's not really like suspenseful like that, but it's just like, oh my God, this is ramping up and up and up and up and up and up. And up. Like it's mm-hmm. a crescendo of anxiety. Uh, basically, my next album right there. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, and, and it just explodes. And yeah, James is... that he did it all to himself. And then he has a visceral ass reaction to that. Yeah, he is upset. He is definitely upset. And th- that's the thing. This group just continuously betrays him and he just keeps keeps coming along and they all basically play it as a joke and he's just like nope 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 i'm, a, I'm gonna they keep giving him enough to grab but never enough to feel yes. like he's part of the group and like
0: gabby tries to like coax him back you know to the yeah. party and she's like come on don't you know don't be a baby like why don't you being don't a party the clone like yeah like and she's like hey what if like you and the clone banged me together like would that bring you back like we could yeah you've tried that before she's, she's throwing she's like, anything she's like come on she's just like, imagine let's get crazy. let's get wild <laughs> <laughs> let's make let's let's make good let's not waste this moment
1: yeah so james so james apparently is like all right now i've had enough this is too much i gotta dip out of here tries to take a quickie little bus to the airport but like he he thought he but was it, slick he really did there's a reveal though Oh, He had his passport the whole time. Yep, the entire time it was taped under the toilet.
0: Yes. So this entire time we see him like, see him like, oh, I came from my passport, I can't leave. Well, he doesn't have an English accent. (laughs) He's American. (laughs) But, you know, he, 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 like, this whole time he's like, yeah, sorry, I can't find it, you know. Oh, sorry, wife, you have to go back by yourself. He's just fucking had it taped near the,
1: (laughs) you know? like <laughs> but yeah no he was just... definitely being like an evil little conniving bitch uh at that he point. wanted to have his and, get his freak on yeah and it and it def- that, that's one of those elements that helps solidify that like mental question of holy shit is this the real james is this a clone does it matter mm-hmm. if because it's explained that they're like 100% carbon copies with the same memories and attitudes so like there's a lot of questions going around that are that That's one of those questions that is better left open to the interpretation of the audience. It's a little 100%. bit more abstract than um, a more concrete thing. so he he thought he was slick. so he he takes takes his taped up passport, dips out onto the bus. He thinks he's getting out of here. But the gang, the hooliganism gang, rolls up in in their little squadron of of vehicles that they manifested somehow. And this is the trailer shot of Mia Goth screaming with the pistol. So and good. oh my God, like for a month after I saw this just ingrained in my head, was <laughs> James,
0: Jamesy, <laughs> almost like sponge, like she's doing a SpongeBob impression or something like uh, it, it's so good. Unhinged. Uh, like the way it, I just noticed this too, the way that she bears her teeth, when yeah. she's doing that is kind of like a primate.
1: Yes, it's like a literally baboon. like a like a baboon, yeah or a bear or something. Like it's very it's a very primal uh like biological like fear just seeing all the teeth. Sorry, I knocked over my water bottle. Seeing all the teeth like just extrude like that. And that's I mean to those like
0: species of animals that's that is burying your teeth like that smiling is like the like I want to fight you. Like I'm going to mm-hmm. hurt you. Yeah, definitely, so, definitely. I'd never noticed that before. Sending out really some interesting.
1: weird pheromones for sure. <laughs> I was into it.
0: I, you know, the pheromones were working on me.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree. She's hot as fuck throughout this entire movie. Uh, is concluding right now when she's holding up this bus, talking about send out James. He's a weak fuck, like coward. And if it, like, oh about, yeah, like, he threatens to like start killing people on the bus if they don't get him out of there. So he eventually gets off the bus and uh. The, the... <laughs> ah the scene is ridiculous but it's so funny but also so wild they're they're like making james walk in front of the cars as they're driving slowly yes mia goth is fully just sprawled on the hood of the front car like blanket wine bottle in hand gun in other hand fried chicken bucket
0: by fried side. chicken
1: where did he get it I can't. There's a KFC at the resort. Random MVP of the fucking movie. This bucket. That means means before
0: they did this, they went out of their way to purchase (laughs) fried chicken in a
1: bucket. Which then begs the question. Which then begs the question. Did they stop at KFC on the way to holding up the bus? (laughs) Or did they forcibly walk James through the drive through of KFC? and we just flash like was a james bit. supposed was KFC james in ordering? front of
0: <laughs> because i'm looking james at in front of the car while they went through I'm... the drive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'm looking at the seat they made him order <laughs> <And> they, <laughs> they're like they're like throwing empty bottles at him like i said i wanted two buckets but, uh, I'm, I'm like looking at the the scene now and it's hard to tell because there's never really close-ups of it but it is a red bucket and i think it is literally a kfc brand bucket it's hard (laughs) it's hard to tell but i i think it is and if not it's like definitely meant to invoke one because it's those red and white colors for sure but um, yeah
0: it it might be one of those things where it's like we didn't get the rights to use kfc but we got as close as we can Yes,
1: yes, yes. But so and she is just emotionally berating him talking about his book. Oh, yeah, is shitty. They never read it in the first place and how much of a pretentious fuck he was to think that this some random girl in this island resort was like, oh, yeah, I read your book. I get enough, especially enough to recognize you, the author in person. Yeah, that's how obsessed with it. I am to even think that that was remotely possible. Like, so she's just. Being the villain era villain we needed, but didn't even realize.
0: Yeah. And I mean, like, you can see on his face how devastating he is that this entire setup, the whole everything that felt so organic and wonderful, like, was just a, a just big, a big ruse.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And even he is like, uh, like, it's like, they've never proven, like, they've always proven to end up like he's always the butt of the joke. He's never in on the joke. Like not once was he ever in Mm -hmm. on it. He was always the butt of it. So it's like, are you really that surprised, bruh?
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like she reads like a review of one of his works. That's just like scathing.
1: Oh, could I forget? Imagine. Imagine (gasps) getting dragged by Yelp like like that. (laughs) she she had what i can only refer to as a yelp disaster
0: <laughs> yeah and, and it's actually interesting too I, I feel like i noticed her accent changes a little bit um mm-hmm. after she like reveals herself to not be you know this elegant you know uh book lover you know like she it, it's almost a little more like slang slangy or or it's just not as proper right at least at least during the car the car converse like the car scenes um but yeah man yeah. they they obliterate it's, that man's emotional right
1: it is it is this beautiful performance by everybody mia goth is just eating chewing the scenery up digesting it shitting she's it serving out, eating it up again vomiting it like just oh, doing amazing she's just she's serving it on a silver platter I love it. Mm-hmm. It's, and James is doing great, looking just broken as shit as a person. it's It's great. And it leads to our our climax of the movie. Oh my God, the climax of this movie is in the beginning. What a bold move by the director. What do you mean? The come shot. It's in the beginning. Technically, the climax is in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: jesus christ i'm like sitting here like going through the whole movie in my head and i'm just like does the movie did the movie start off at the ending and I was like,
1: <laughs> but uh well, i mean it is an infinity pool what uh but no what, so it, what the climax next? Of, yeah the climax of the scene is them uh james kind of breaks away he like Somebody fights them off. off yeah he like runs off into the woods he like Somehow gets away, and they shoot at him a little bit, and he he runs, and he finds himself in the house of the family of the, like the boy that essentially would have murdered him. Wakes up in this this area. It might be a dream, but either way, he's in this like uh barn side open land farm. Area. Yeah, but, yeah, and uh, they the the squadron of hooligans roll up. It's nighttime, and the, they have their car lights on, all spotlighted in on James here. And they've got him completely surrounded. And Mia Goth says, "Bring out the dog." <laughs> and out comes, here we go, Brandon. Out comes what I can only presume is the same clone that James pissed on and beat up and everything. Yes. In full, fetish, gimp, leash, dog trained servant slave. I don't even know the term. Moment.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's got he's got like a a spike collar on or something and a leash.
1: Yep, yep. He's literally walking on all fours like a dog. He's naked and very like malnourished. He's like very Brandon. Brandon's
0: Brandon's bringing out his little pet play kink here. Showing us. Brandon's revealing the the world guns
1: for the end here. And and (laughs) Gabby is just like, kill it. They keep referring to it as the dog. Keep saying kill the dog kill it Ver- furthermore rash like dehumanizing and making you know like it quote easier to perform the actions um yes and they so uh so james gets in a fight with his clone uh and it ends it's it's very sweaty bright light sports yep. style photography because it's like all these spotlights under in night and uh yeah it is it is wild and it ends with James getting the upper, uh, re- quote, real James, you know, a protagonist that we've been following, getting the upper mm-hmm. hand and bashing, bashing its head in with a rock that he finds nearby. And then, as anyone would do in this situation, in his, in his distressed, and panicked distress, Mia Goth, as a comforting friend, whips out the titty, takes some of the blood that is on his hands, wipes it on her nipple... And breastfeeds him.
0: <laughs> yep. And this is I this is the moment where or, this is the moment where we we go from Mia Goth to Mommy Goth.
1: Yep. Mommy and, Mia is, uh made its debut right here, folks. This is where it comes from. This is.
0: There were rumors before, but this solidified true shout Mommy Mommy Goth here
1: for this whole movie. And this, she's talked about how she thought it was like a brilliant script and everything. So shout out to her for just being game for the cool shit.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's so interesting, too, because if you think about this scene from like a a metaphorical standpoint, you know, he's killing himself. So, he's you know, you could say he's killing his ego or whatever. And then, oh, yeah, there's a million so broken
1: of this. It's the final. transition. He's so broken. Dark side. Yeah, all of it. Yes.
0: And 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 he's just so broken and like included. He's almost reborn and Definitely. you know the first thing he does is suck some titty and yep. that you know she's she is his mother in the sense that she caused this rebirth and she provides that comforting role to him so it's just like truly i mean you know it's it's these people sort of breaking this person down to you know nothing and then just trying to see what you they can put back together
1: Definitely, like, and and I'm glad. I think you put it to words a lot better than I could have. Uh, it's I I I'm not like I'm sure a lot of people are were like repulsed by the scene or like thought it was like totally out of pocket. And I really I don't think it's too much or too out of pocket because, like you just said, it is like a metaphorical rebirth. Ritual that they're performing on James here, and it makes sense to end. It's like I'm not denying that it's crazy and batshit and definitely visceral imagery, but I don't think it's like totally out of pocket. And you, it's not one of those situations where you go, "Oh, this movie's just off the rails. I can't with this anymore." Like no, not like not even. Yeah, really. it it really didn't even like phase me that much in the moment because a, I'm desensitized to everything, and b, like it just it, it felt right for the situation like mm-hmm. it didn't feel it, it felt appropriate line. it felt appropriate for the story and the narrative that we've constructed almost two hours into this movie that's another thing this movie is two hours but it is tight it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it i even re-watching it i was yes. like it went by it went by
0: yeah i never felt bored like i never felt like uh-huh. or i mean i also didn't know where it was going like and i think that's yes. that's it's, it's very well paced
1: yeah. uh but before we get into you know the overall dissection well the movie closes out here james uh with you know after that whole sequence (laughs) of events uh it's the next day everybody's checking out he's packing all the urns like i was talking about and yes, all all three yep vacation's over so they go uh to the airport and on the bus ride there all of the murder hooligans are just talking about their normal lives and how they're going to go right back to it they're talking about uh did you do this did you fix this oh i gotta hire a babysitter this day and what are you gonna do like he's about to go to work for like all these months so i'm about to be home alone cleaning the house for uh like three months or whatever so they're just they're talking about their normal everyday lives and james is just alone and broken whereas everyone else has yes. a partner if you notice that it's gay it's that everyone is pa- it's it's six people so it's three couples of two so and james is just back there alone broken can't even can't fathom this uh at all and so at the airport everybody gets on their planes and flights and we see here that because Jan- you know they're from all over the place uh it, it, mm-hmm. to me it reads as a situation where whoever started it every year they find like a new tourist to kind of induct into the group is kind of how i read yeah it. but they they all go their separate ways and we still see james again again alone at the airport last person there couldn't couldn't bear to get on the plane and leave and the the final closing shot of the movie is just him on the beach uh because and they've also we didn't talk about it but they've mentioned at this island that the the rainy season is coming up so nobody will be at the resort Mm -hmm. it closes down it's too dangerous because of like tides and everything so james just stays and the final shot is him on the very rainy coast beach just sitting there staring into the into the ocean yeah, pool, just by Brandon Cronenberg.
0: What a crazy movie.
1: Yeah, that's so uh how do you how do you kind of feel and read that ending? Uh cuz that's, you know, I I think definitely conclusive appropriate ending. What do you what do you what do you think about that?
0: I mean, I think the whole movie is what what we're watching is a slow death of his humanity and 100%. like that ending with him just totally broken just sitting alone. sitting alone on the beach just nothing left there's just a shell of a person and i mean it's just so it's so interesting too because like clearly all of the people who fucked with him all the rich people kind of went through a similar process kind of it feels implied that like you were saying like they do this every year yeah Um, that's kind of and it feels like like the one's
1: I, I there, there was a uh, just real quick. There's a moment where Mia Goth, like basically insinuates, oh, like, come back next year. We'll see you. We'll see you. Yes. Next year. And so I think like that's sort of like if in the event that happens, James will finally be one of the group and they're going to find somebody new to I- indict to this cult.
0: Exactly. And it, we we just see, too, that he's just not cut out for this and, right. you know, mia goth and her husband and everybody else are just able to go back to their lives like it was nothing but to him i i think he's he's when he's reborn he he's there's just nothing left like he he doesn't become this hedonistic monster instead he just loses everything and has nothing to show for it and i i think it's just i i think it really just hammers down the idea that you know a lot of these sort of rich types and these people who go to these foreign countries and exploit, you know, uh, these, these, you know, citizens and then just treat them like playthings. you know, there, you, you cannot keep your humanity and still be, you know, this, this monster at the same time. And, you know, I think it, it just kind of goes to show that, that, you know, James really wasn't cut out for this and definitely,
1: you know, it, wasn't it cut it's... Out for writing. And it wasn't cut out for this.
0: Yeah. And I think he was going to go back to his wife, too, before he decided to stay. He, like, calls her when he's getting his urns ready or something. Oh,
1: yeah. And says, like, I'll be home in the morning or something or I'll be home Monday. Yeah.
0: So he was just that was his attempt, I think, to just go back to his old life. And he just couldn't do it.
1: He just couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, and you're how about you're you kind of just left to ponder. I, I, I feel very similarly. My my ending interpretation kind of leads into the deadly debate of this episode so let's mm. go ahead and go ahead and get into that so w- deadly debate why do you think the movie is called infinity pool because the only mention of an infinity pool uh. is that one time gabby is talking about the architecture uh that is that her husband did and then i i'm 99 sure the shot at the very beginning going upside down is an infinity pool i'm like fairly certain because an actual infinity pool is the one with like the glass that looks like it goes on forever right
0: yeah it's it's like it's like a, a waterfall like there's no lip like it doesn't it yeah. looks like that the pool is just like kind of floating almost
1: yeah like it's edgeless. um like the edge goes on forever basically is what it sort of looks like
0: yeah i'm not sure you know i haven't i haven't really thought too too much about it i feel like If it was going to be, if it was going to mean something significant, I think it would maybe be like, I don't know, like, almost like the capacity to like, lose yourself in sort of an abyss, something that just like, definitely has no beginning or end. And I mean, like, the fact that it's also a pool, you know, is kind of sort of commentary on, on, I think, like luxury. And, Mm -hmm. you know, an infinity pool is very much
1: wealthy it's a very wealthy status. thing. Yes.
0: Like anyone who has an infinity pool in their house is, is someone who is well off or has She's like, expensive. you know, yes. So I feel like, you know, it is, it is sort of commentary on just kind of on that ability to, to really lose yourself and kind of an, you know, an infinite pool of, of hedonism and, you know, the, the metaphor so that we're experiencing also is like when, when they clone them is, it is a pool as well. Um, and they're being smothered by the mud, red stuff, and so yeah i feel I feel like it is sort of commentary on that a little bit. How about you
1: definitely and so yeah so i i I feel very similarly the an infinity pool is is like we were saying it's like the it gives the illusion it's an optical illusion that the edge of the pool is going on forever, and it's endless and especially if you like look up pictures where they're because they tend to be like in the air like on mountainside homes and like just like skyscraper, mm-hmm. like they tend to be up in the air. They're not. They're, it's not like an in-ground concept. Uh, it's it's like things that are high up usually, uh, and so they're they are they can look if they overlook the ocean and you're sit and you're in mm-hmm. the infinity pool. It looks like you're in the ocean that's just going on forever. So it's just this infinite loop uh, of of what you can see. And so this this story about a man who is broken down and dejected so to to the point of essentially no return because humans are creatures that are constantly wanting to be challenged in learning and social so when you become when you feel like you're done with something if you're not getting any stimulation or or it's not releasing any of those brain chemicals anymore so you find ways to challenge yourself you up the difficulty in the video game you watch something out of your comfort zone you do something that you normally wouldn't like you constant humans are constantly upping their game of experiences so the fact that james is is upping his so extremely and exponentially at the same time to this basically this point of being broken to no return it's like he's drowning in an infinity pool because he's just he, he's, mm. he's he's never there's no there's no going back after this like and it's just constantly he didn't really ask for this everything just happens so quickly in his regard you know like the the human emotion and psychological analyzation of it all aside he went to this resort with his wife looking for inspiration to a book and like 3 days later he's like having cult sex orgies and murdering people. And he's seen himself die multiple times, literally gets in a fight Mm -hmm. with a clone of himself. Like that's a lot to endure in like a weekend vacation. So like the the fact that his psyche just gets so damaged so quickly and so exponentially, it it basically gets, and it's all an illusion, like an infinity pool. Like it's, they constantly are trying to justify Mm. like, Oh no, we're a superior breed because we've unlocked our true potential, and whereas he is just drowning in it,
0: yeah. And just like you said, it's an illusion. Yeah. I think I think that makes sense too because if you look at the cover of the film, you know, it's it's uh, James and um, what's her name? Um,
1: oh no, Mia. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're in the pool, uh, like faces just sticking. Yeah. Out. It's if
0: you if you look at the the um, the cover, it's James and Gabby, and yep. you know, he's drowning, and yep. she's sort of looking at him on her side. And, mm-hmm. you know, the blood pool that they're in goes on forever on the cover. Yep. So, I mean, there's no way out of yep. this pool. And Definitely. so he dr- I mean, he basically drowns. I mean, if you think about it, especially with the being being rained on, you know, yep. he's he's drowning in it.
1: Yeah, like he's he's has be- and even like the clone coming to life with just his face <laughs> poking out of that latex. It's like he's he's. He has just enough sanity to keep his head above the water and be like, No, I'm still in this. I'm still in this. And it is, and by the end of the movie, him just being rained on. He's basically like Earth is his infinity pool. He's just, he's drowning. He's done. He's, he's fully sunk into the bottom. Can't come back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's too far gone. And
1: that's Infinity Pool 2023. Directed that... by the son of Brandon Cronenberg, starring Mia Goth, one of the many Scars Guards that are out there, and a whole bunch of other people.
0: What a movie.
1: I, I think it's my favorite of the of the of the year. It's just it's, it tells a really unique story that I cannot say I've seen done before. It plays it serious enough so you buy into the concept and you're into the storyline. but there's enough humor and, and uh, tension breakup to feel organic, like a, like a real story, and not, the plot elements don't necessarily feel like contrived, you know? Like everything feels like an organic fall. Uh, it's like a descent into into madness this movie. Mia Gotham loves to do movies about descending into madness yes she
0: does yes she does
1: yeah any other uh final thoughts on infinity pool there go watch it go watch it it's a it's a good one I, I I love a good talking piece movie and I I don't think this movie is by any means too complicated like it's not one of those ones where you're like oh you got to really be paying attention and you got to turn your brain on for this one like it's definitely one you're going to want to pay attention to and, and hone in on the details but you don't it's not an over convoluted masterpiece that are uh well i think it's a masterpiece but like an over convoluted storyline that you're you're constantly like wait what is going on who did this what is what's happening like it's very straightforward and uh uh that's what i was talking about earlier about how it it could probably be broken up into a three-act structure but it's it's a very linear story that you watch take place it's it's easy to follow it's just a lot of like hefty rambunctious shit that you wouldn't see on the (laughs) reg
0: yeah you don't need to take notes for this
1: movie but I like it. I like it a lot. I'm glad I own it. It's a new I'm I'm glad I have this weird like foreign unlocked region lo- unlocked version of it for whatever reason. I don't know why I didn't just order. the, the conversation starter conversation starter. But yeah, it's a great movie. And I, I feel like it's one that like if you saw it and you were here for it and you're a horror fan, you got in on the in, in on the moment. But in, in five, 10 years, 20 years from now, people are going to like find this movie and be like, what the hell is this?
0: Oh yeah, and like yeah, give it like five ten years, and you're gonna see people making videos on like, have you heard of this movie Infinity yes. Pool?
1: Yes, definitely. Don't look anything up
0: about it. Yeah, look, just go into it. You know.
1: Yep. Uh yeah, so that's that is Infinity Pool, everyone. Uh, that is it's a it's a it's a ride. I recommend. You must be at least fifty two inches tall to ride mentally, and you're you're in uh thank you evan so much for returning to the pod i love having you on yeah it's always a blast always i I love just just dishing about horror with you it's my favorite Mm -hmm. um we have fun here we have fun so you you're of course the host of the week we creeps podcast you wanna you wanna shout that out and anything else you wanna yeah yeah so so we creeps give, give us the opportunity to learn.
0: Yeah, so We Creeps is, uh, you know, it's kind of the spooky without the scary. I, you know, go into just the plot of the film. I don't talk too much about, you know, the metaphors or anything like that. It's just a it's little. It's very but, unlike this one. Um, like my
1: podcasts tend to range from like two hours to two and a half hours. Yours are like 30 minutes. So if you're looking for the. Content, yeah,
0: I, I try to keep it because like, you know, I, I know so many people who go on Wikipedia to read summaries of horror movies they don't really care about or. You know might be too scary for them and i was like you know this would be a lot more fun to just yeah. hear somebody talk about it and, and go into the details that you know wikipedia is not going to go too far into the details so yeah. yeah that's kind of the concept of it and um you know i, I try that. to be silly with it so it's not too serious and yeah it's, it's really fun and so i actually have an episode on infinity pool so if you wanted yes. to get a, a recap um you can always listen to it there as well and you know you can find me on um apple podcast audible Spotify. Um and yeah, come come check it out.
1: Hell yeah. I it, it even it it sounds like it might be a podcast that's only for like people who don't really fuck with horror, but even if you're like a diehard fan, you're still like like myself, I love listening to your podcast because you're still getting the perspective of another person who watched it and is weighing in on the conversation everyone might not pick up on the same details so there's been plenty of times where you pick up on something and i'm like huh i didn't think of that even even in this episode when you when you were talking about the uh old money versus new money so it's just hearing mm-hmm. hearing more about it getting in on the conversation hearing the details hearing hearing another person's perspective on what you watched it's it's nice i i like it a lot so it's not yeah. like well thank you who, yeah of course it's not like people who uh are diehard horror fans aren't gonna enjoy it because it's it's not like a dumbed down version you're just giving a compact concise uh it's moment recap
0: it's actually funny i feel like most of the people who do listen to it are horror fans because they like exactly to get a preview sort of like yes yeah yeah they'd like to get a preview of the film um you know before before they really want to dive into it so um but yeah everybody's welcome whether you're you're too afraid to watch them or whether you love them just you know come on listen
1: Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on. It was always a pleasure and can't wait to have you back. It'll be sooner. Same. Than <laughs> um, <laughs> but Yeah. So thank you, everybody, for listening. And thank you, Evan, for coming on. If you want to find more of me and my drag, follow me on Instagram at queen uh, underscore cream. If you want to follow the podcast, Twitter and Instagram at dotd pod announcements, updates, what the next episode is going to be. I'm doing giveaways all the time so come you know check it out and uh you know i've got a link to all the other good shit i've got merch i've got a patreon you know the spiel if you enjoy it just come come support me come hang out it's a good time uh, but that has been another episode of debate of the dead so we will see you next time bye bye <laughs>